Welcome to the Steelers Realm Podcast. Here are the boys of Steelers Realm. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to this week's edition of the Steelers Realm. I will be your host tonight, the famous TA, joined by my cohort, the Freight Train. How are you, brother? Hey, what's up, TA? Man, you've really broadened the horizons by saying, hello, sports fans. So we we just curtailed anybody. It's not even just one set group of people like Steelers fans. It's for sports fans in general. Man, I'm, I'm kind of feeling there's so much stuff going on in the NFL right now. I mean, it, 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 I mean, and then you even got NBA, which I don't like the NBA. It's a great pumpkin chase, but. I kind of like the fact that we got two smaller teams in the championship right now. I mean, it's hard to believe the Denver Nuggets are even there. So I'm feeling kind of sporty right now. I feel <laughs> like a little fast, sleek race car right now, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, Denver Denver Nuggets are good, man. They got that Nikola Jokic or Jokic. He's like a he's a triple double machine. Hey, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you're absolutely correct. I couldn't tell you or pronounce his name. So. <laughs> well, I figured that much. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm not even gonna try. Right. But but uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. JT is uh, off doing baseball. Tis the season right now. It seems like uh, everybody's running around doing baseball. You doing baseball? He's doing baseball. Me, I'm yeah. just driving around the world. Right. In my pickup truck. Yeah, dude, like I'm telling you, soul. I'm telling you, like, my days are so jam-packed with adding baseball to it. Like, days are only 24 hours. I need them to be, like, 32 to 36 hours because I just can't fit it all. Like, <clears throat> before we came on, I even messaged you because it's a late-night show right now. And I said, DA, dude, I got to get a bite to eat. I haven't eat, even eaten all day. So, my getting a bite to eat? was eating Amish peanut butter with a baby spoon because I couldn't squeeze it out of the container. But, dude, I'm wait, telling wait, wait, you. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You got to explain to the listeners, what is Amish peanut butter? Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, if you haven't had Amish peanut butter in your life, I don't know what you've been doing. Just, just imagine, <clears throat> okay, you got peanut butter and you have marshmallow fluff. And you just merge them together into this like heavenly food all in one. And it's in a squeeze bottle. And I'm telling you, it's the best thing. Like everybody loves sliced bread. Amish peanut butter came before the sliced bread. They had to make the sliced bread for it. So now the Amish are also credited with sliced bread. You ever had Amish bread? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. So now that we've discussed baseball, basketball, and the Amish, and no, folks, this is not the Amish realm. 
This is still the Steelers <laughs> realm. We're going to break into it tonight, and we're just gonna we're just gonna keep this light tonight, and probably short because, believe it or not, Omar Khan has not done anything this week. There's been no additions, no subtractions. It's just second week of OTAs, man. Business as usual over yeah. there at Akershire Stadium. Can you believe that? I guess there really is rest for the wicked, ain't there? I guess there is rest for the wicked. But but I tell you what, it, it is still football in shorts. I mean, but everybody seems to be pretty excited about what's going on here. I mean, these new additions are all talking about the rookies and and where we're at. We've got some older veterans that look like they're being shuffled around a little bit. We'll talk about that. And and I guess the thing is, is what is our identity going to be this year? Some are talking maybe a dual backfield threat like Hank or Franco and and Rocky. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I think we're, we're I think we're starting to go way off the deep end here. But but we're gonna break <laughs> all the we're, we're we're gonna talk about some of this stuff, Frank Train. All right, because again, this is just football in shorts. All right. This is just let's get the playbook in store. Let's 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 run a few routes. Let's see what the new talent is. Let's start to gel as a team. And and again, it just feels like you know. You've got one faction freight train saying we're going to be lucky to get out of the basement in the AFC North. Then you got another faction saying, Oh, don't go to sleep on the Steelers, man. They could be making a run for the Super Bowl. Dude, I just want to see what our final product's <laughs> going to be come September 1st and then let the season unfold. I would like to have an identity come September and not wait for the second half of the season like we did last year. Right. I don't want to be one and seven and finally figure out what kind of football team we are. Right. Right. I want I want to see this team come out of spring out of training camp with an identity. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's what OTAs are about. But so so let's just kind of break into it. You know, we're just going to talk about some of the standouts. And one of them seems to be Hakeem Butler, man. Little XFL star getting a little bit of love. I mm-hmm. mean, do do we really think this cat can make the team? And if he doesn't, do you think he's going to even make it on the waivers to even hide him on the practice squad? Well, you got to think he he has that body style, that body type of like Martavius Bryant and like our taller receivers that we know and have thrived in the Steelers organization. Like that's kind of our thing. You know, we know, like, is there any organization in football that knows wide re- the wide receiver position better than the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, let's be honest. Well, we've definitely carved out a niche for ourselves dating back to A.B. and, you know, all of the wide receivers that we've picked up from them now. I mean, I guess you could even almost date it back to Plexico Burris bringing him in. Right. Uh, we have definitely our scouting team definitely does have a knack for picking yeah. up wide receivers and turning quarterbacks into wide receivers. I mean, you got to think Heinz Ward, quarterback in Georgia, Antoine Randall, quarterback, Indiana, turned them into wide receivers and very, very productive wide receivers. So I trust this organization by picking this guy up from the XFL. 
And like I said, he's kind of that big bodied, tall, fast receiver that we've been missing since Martavis Bryant decided to choose weed over football. And and again, though, here's my concern. We got like 15 wide receivers on this roster. We're going to be lucky if we take six in yeah, you know final what? training camp. The thing about that TA roster. is they all have different, unique set of skills. There's not one that's like the other. You know what I mean? Like, well, look, look that I'll that I'll give you. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, different skills set or not, the fact still remains. There's only a few that are going to survive. Right. I, I mean, but I like the fact that we have too many than not enough. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be an interesting training camp and preseason to see who sticks out of this large bunch. In a large bunch it is because half of them are 6'2 and taller. Right. I yeah. mean, we've got we've got some pretty we've got some pretty good wide receivers on this team. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how it goes. So, I'm glad to hear that Hakeem is doing well, but at the end of the day, I mean, He's going to have to really fight to get a spot. And then I also seen something else where, are you ready for this? Did you see where Calvin Austin is a mentor? I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because Calvin Austin <laughs> hasn't seen the football field in an NFL game yet. What is right. there to mentor? Well, he, he's, he's taken on a role of, of mentoring some of these young guys, just like Gunner and Sims did for him. He's, he's feeling he needs to pay it forward, and he feels that he's got that year underneath his belt because he was there in, in all the classroom studies and talks and film room and, mm-hmm. and going from stadium to stadium. I mean, I feel he's like talking this, like an NFL vet, that's for sure. I feel like this has a lot to do with coming in as a rookie and how to conduct yourself as a rookie in the Steelers organization rather than actual on the field veteran advice. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's more about how to conduct yourself on and off the field rather than, okay, well, you should have zigged when you should have zagged here and this and that, you know what I mean? It's because he hasn't been on the field yet. I mean, he hasn't even seen it. Besides on the sidelines. No, no, not not even close. I mean, but then again, I mean, we're we're kind of we're kind of banking on this guy to do something this year. I mean I I am I don't know if Gunner's gonna be able to make this team. I don't, but not but look at the depth we that we just talked about. I mean, he's got a long haul. To well, even okay. be considered, really, you know, so, because so, Calvin Austin with his speed is easily got to be the number one candidate for special team returns. So, so let's just look at this list real quick. We got Calvin Austin the third. We already know that he's probably slotted for our return man. Miles Boykin brought back. I thought he was underutilized last year, but you know he's definitely special teams help. Mm-hmm. Jamarcus Bradley. Um, you know, I think he's just a camp filler. Hakeem Butler, though, we just talked about him. Dan Chisna. I don't even know anything about Dan Chisna except that he went to Penn State and 
you know, this is kind of his third year. All and I heard was just, cheese. That's all cheese? I heard. Cheese, cheese the cheese man. The cheese man. <laughs> and then, you know, our, our one of our final free agent pickups that evidently everybody was pretty happy about was Cody Crest coming out of Sam Houston State. Then there's Des Fitzpatrick. Of course, we know about Deontay Johnson. Anthony Miller, who came from Chicago, who didn't get to play for us last year. Gunner, who ultimately lost his starting role, but we started to see him towards the end of the year. George Pickens, which, you know, I don't even know if we're even close to seeing what his ceiling can possibly be. Yeah. Don't forget about the trade of Allen Robinson. I mean, where's he going to fit into this? And I mean, mm-hmm. he's six two. We're talking about running him in the slot right now. I mean, and then you got Cody White, and Cody just seems to be hanging around year after year. But uh, I like the kid. And then mm-hmm. Jordan Bird. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Look, See, I hope we I don't we don't throw Kenny's arm out of socket, man, trying to hit all these receivers this year. I mean, how can you I mean, in all honesty, how can you really look and gauge all these receivers? You've got four quarterbacks and 14 wide receivers. I mean, are you really gonna be able to gauge these guys properly? I mean, yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot of uh, switcheroos and and substitutions in these preseason games because there's only three this year, just like last year. So there's going to be a lot. You, you're going to have to sub out a lot to evaluate 14 wide receivers. You know what I mean? But now this list, it looks incredible on paper, but there is a lot of question marks, and a lot of the question marks are injury-related. So... It's. I'm thinking the way they're going to cut these down is who can stay healthy during training camp and during these preseasons to show that they've turned the corner to stay on the team. I think that's the biggest evaluation of 14 wide receivers. Well, and I mean, let's face it, Anthony Miller already showed up. He had a hamstring injury or a slight tweak. Okay, really? You had the whole offseason. We kind of touched upon that last week. And then you even have Robinson, who at the end of the day, he's coming off of a foot injury. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Calvin Austin's coming off a year-long injury as well. Right. So, at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. That's one position I'm kind of excited about watching, just mm-hmm. to see where it all comes. But then there's still more. Did you see where George Pickens feels that he was snubbed by the Pro Bowl last year? <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the kid's moxie, but come on, dude. I mean, besides the spectacular catch in Cleveland, I mean, your numbers really weren't there to go ahead and justify. Do I think yeah. the kid's talented? Absolutely. Do I think the sky's the limit for him? Absolutely. I mean, am I excited to see how much he's grown from last year? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, Freight Train, if him putting a chip on his shoulder because he feels he got snubbed by the Pro Bowl last year, heaven help the NFL. Yeah, I sure as hell wouldn't want to be the one covering him. That's for sure. You know, 
but yeah, you're right. He didn't, I mean, he, he didn't even break a thousand yards last year, kind of disappeared in some games, whether or not that's because of Matt Canada, who knows, you know, but when he did, I will give him credit when he did make plays, they were big plays and big splash plays, you know, and then you can't forget the touchdown and the immaculate reception game, you know? So if that's what he needs to motivate him, if he even needed motivate motivation, because I think his pure talent is enough, like he should know that he's could be one of the best wide receivers in the league, then I'm all for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's not just stick on offense here. Let's jump on the other side here. Looks like our boy Mark Robinson has made a little bit of uh, – uh, an impression on some folks got himself a little interception here in camp and uh looks like he's uh he's here to fight for uh for a starting spot with mr holcomb which by the way i'm not quite sure i'm down with this mohawk <laughs> you want him to go back to the mullet <laughs> well i'm not i'm not sure if i want the mullet either but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, yeah. is the Mohawk really? I mean, he's not Mr. T. Do you even remember Mr. T? Of course. I pity a fool. Yeah, I know Mr. T. I mean, the show was decades before me, but I've watched reruns on late night TV before, you know. Oh, reruns. Well, I'm just checking. You. The I, know you, I know how you young whippersnappers are. <laughs> Yeah, but, but go ahead. I think Mark Robinson made him more of an impression on this team by what he did last year rather than what he's already doing this year. I mean, T.A., he's the only middle linebacker still standing on the team that we had last year. It is true. And, I mean, him going into a second year, I'm kind of – and even late last year – you know, we had commented on it that he was showing up, man. Everywhere mm -hmm. the ball was at, he was around. He might have been a step off, you know, and I'll take some of that to rookie, you know. But to be able to have that closing speed, to be around the ball at, around every play, mm -hmm. this kid, I'm, I'm excited to see him grow because what I am surprised, though, besides Cole Holcomb making, you know, the news with his mohawk, I ain't heard much about Landon Roberts. It's been pretty quiet there. Yeah, the guy that's always wanted to play with the for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you would think he'd make some sort of, you know, impression early on, but it's still early, TA. There's no need to to lose hope. I mean, it, I again, I'm still a little bit iffy on the whole middle linebacker situation going on, but we'll see what happens. But you never know. I, I just, I would like to see me them maybe bring back Miles Jack on a lesser deal. But from what all I've seen and heard is he has been done, moved out of Pittsburgh, and probably not coming back. So this is what we have moving forward. I so saw what you're saying is the old country song. Thank God and Greyhound, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. And it's the same. It's the same situation with this middle linebacker that we just talked about with the wide receivers. Is there's question marks about health? I mean, Cole Holcomb coming off an injury. 
Landon Roberts, he's had some injury issues. Not good in the pa- passing game. You know, there. I I just I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on them. Well, I still think that there might be one more addition coming in. And I think Khan's doing his due diligence to see. And let's face it, we've now hit June 1st, buddy. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to start to see free agency start or free. We're going to start seeing teams eliminating a few players. I mean, the biggest news was DeAndre Hopkins. Lord, please don't tell me he's going to end up on that Cleveland roster. Can you imagine that having to? deal with both DeAndre Hopkins and wait a minute, OBJ went to I'm sorry, the Ravens. Yeah, you're thinking of Amari Cooper. I'm thinking of Amari Cooper. Yes, Amari Cooper. I mean, that'd be a handful. And I don't... You throw in People's Jones in there as well? The People's Choice? That that don't scare me. You know why? Why? I'm I'm not afraid. Because we have Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice. Oh, so you picked up on that. So we're going to stick on the defensive side here a little bit. And we're going to talk about these two cornerbacks that nobody can tell the difference between right now because they're both (laughs) similar builds, both kind of got the same build, body, Mm -hmm. hairdo, 24-27. I mean... Corey Trice has uh, already had a couple of uh, interceptions, and he's playing like a star. Yeah. And they're both been taking first, second, and third string snaps. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna they're playing on playing significant minutes. I mean, I don't I can't see any scenario where Joey Porter Jr. doesn't play on the first team. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got to be an instant starter. And I don't. I don't know if he'll be an instant starter. I think they'll ease him in there, and we'll probably see him more as the season wears on. But I don't think they're going to throw him to the wolves, man. I don't know. I think I. you can definitely tell, especially with those two pickups and a couple other defensive things that I think Omar Khan is trying to form an identity on this defense himself, kind of forcing the hand. For, for Terrell Austin. Kind of that bigger, more physical type defense. You know, our cornerbacks, they're tall and they're physical. That's what Joey Porter was in, in college. You know what I mean? He wasn't necessarily that guy that got you turnovers, but he played the, the position with some physicality, just like Pops. Oh, absolutely. And and we've always liked our big, tall corners. I mean, even James Pierre is looking like he showed up. Is he going to go back to Pierre Island or is he going to go back to being Lost Island? (laughs) I'm hoping the first one you said. (laughs) Because, I mean, this guy, you want to talk about, you know, uh, a roller coaster of a career for the first four years. It's like, can he be a star? No, he's not a star. He's horrible. Oh, my God, he's great. No, he's horrible. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who needs to really make a turn? It's James Pierre. Yeah, we got to have some more consistency there. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And I think this year what I do like the most 
is that we actually have a bona fide all pro veteran on the team. I really think us losing Joe Hayden and not having him on the team last year actually kind of hurt the development of our secondary. For sure. For sure. And, just and having, just by him out there lining helping line guys up and and communication between you could see it you know even when he was here between him and Minka I mean Minka had his best season when Joe Hayden was out there on the field with him Joe leaves Minka didn't have as good a season last year still had a good season but he wasn't like the Minka the year before no no not with Joe out there you know helping him be where he needs to be and having the faith in Joe to be where he was supposed to be to allow him to roam freely. Right. So it'll be interesting to see as, as the teammates calling Pat Pete, Pat Pete. I seen that and I'm like, Pat Pete. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I, I can deal with Pat Pete and Pat Pete is being moved around the secondary. I mean, we all heard the reports, man, that they were gonna they were gonna move him around and put him in different positions and let him kind of, you know, pretend that he's on South Air Southwest Airlines and feel free <laughs> to roam around the cabin. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been lining up in the slot. But the funny thing is, TA, we're sitting here and we're saying, you know, we missed Joe Hayden last year. We missed that veteran presence. The Steelers led the league in defensive turnovers last year. Like it's kind of funny how we're we're saying all this, and they led the NFL in turnovers. So I mean, with the additions that we made, are we looking at more? I certainly hope so. I hope I mean, so too. Because there's nothing. I don't want to see. I the thing is, I'm I'm happy with the secondary. I just don't want to see us play Baltimore and J.K. Dobbins run for 200 yards against us because our middle linebackers are in the watch. Well, yeah, let's 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 hope that that kind of gets uh gets shored up here a little bit because I am a little nervous about that as well. Uh, but you know, again, we're only football in shorts at this point in time. So now. Let's jump back over to the offense. Did you see who's back at center? I'm guessing Kendrick Green. How did you guess that? <laughs> I just I'm that good. You're that I'm good. I'm that good. Are you like psychic? The train is in the station with all the, kinds of knowledge. With all <laughs> kinds of knowledge. So here's a guy who was inactive every game last year. All right. I think he kind of got a little bit of a bum rap on his after his rookie year, but okay. On the on the on the route rode the pine the whole all the way, even come out and said publicly, "Yeah, you know, I, I really don't like playing center." And now here we are. Guess what? I'm center, and I got to do whatever I could do right now to really make this team in all right. reality. Yeah. Well, the thing with Kendrick Green, man, is. I think it's all technique with him because he really does have a high motor and some physicality in him. You know, he has kind of that Steelers mentality. It's just been his skill set, his skills on the field haven't been up to par. So maybe this year off, you know, working with like Mason Cole, who 
honestly, I didn't think played bad last year as our center. I thought he had a pretty dang good year, you know, and grew with the offensive line as the year went on. So I'm wondering if maybe, and then we add some veterans, actual veterans to this line, if it'll help Kendrick Green kind of get over that hurdle. Well, one of the other things that he was, I mean, not like he really threw him under the bus, but he did make mention how Adrian Clem was not center friendly to where Pat Meyer and him have been working really, really hard in the offseason, different techniques, different Mm -hmm. formations, different way of running things. And, you know, he feels like he's finally getting the coaching that he deserves. That he deserves or somebody that he can listen to and learn from? Or maybe it's just understanding. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe Myers is using flashcards. There you go. You know, yeah. I I know when I was studying, I love flashcards, man. <laughs> Memory, I I can oh, yeah. memorize anything off a flashcard. There, freight train. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I found very interesting is we're looking for a home for Dan Moore. just shake your head for all of you who are not watching yes he's just shaking his head smiling thinking yep i guess listen i don't think i think dan Dan moore gets a lot of bad rap that isn't necessarily always been his fault i really do think dan moore could be a solid backup and maybe introverting him into some sort of swing tackle or something is what the doctor ordered for him because you know you said you were on the fence about joey porter jr being a first first team starter roderick jones has to be like there's no way we can go in the season and he's not starting well that i'll give you because i mean when you draft a left tackle Uno Nuno number one. You didn't bring that kid in here to sit on the pine. No. You brought him in because he is NFL ready, or we're just going to go ahead and we're going to take our bumps and bruises on the fly and let the kid go in. Let the kid figure it out. And let's face it, Broderick is NFL ready. Now, is he NFL seasoned ready? Absolutely not. No. Is it going to be a struggle from time to time? Probably. But mm-hmm. is he big enough and strong enough to hold his own? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about a fourth round offensive tackle here. Like, this is a first round left tackle that we know we needed. Kind of matches the identity that they're trying to form with this offensive line. And he has pedigree coming out of college. You know what I mean? Like he didn't give up a sack last year and has only given up two sacks in his whole college career. So I feel like that's worthy of coming in and starting at that position. And and, and let's face it. It's a huge upgrade from Zach Banner and Dan Moore Jr. Fighting it out for who's going to start. And let's face it. 
Moore was probably not going to start if Zach didn't tear his ACL. And no. Zach was best known for eligible receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm really liking that. I'm just not sure with our other additional pickups. I, I'm, I was surprised to see Dan Moore flopping between left and right tackle at this time and not hearing anything else from our newer additions. Well, that tells you that the Steelers still believe in Dan Moore. They want to try him and give him every opportunity to succeed and stay on the roster. That means they still see something in him, is, is how I'm portraying it. So then you're portraying the same thing for Kendrick Green. Yeah, I am. I am. They're still young. They're not oh, they're so young. You know what I mean? They're still in the learning process. This is only year three, right, for Kendrick Green and Dan Moore? Or going into year three? Going into year three. Yeah. So it's it's still a, a learning process with those those two. Now, by now, they should have shown some sort of skills to, to keep their position as a starter. So I feel like they're kind of learning their niche to be a backup and be ready when their number's called and know exactly what they're doing to succeed when their number is called. So there's more to come on this offensive line and who we're going to end up having one through five and what our rotational pieces are coming. But the Steelers are definitely moving some moving some pieces around to try to get to that arena yeah and speaking of people moving around our outside linebackers <laughs> i mean we ended up going ahead and we picked up a guy who believe it or not is pretty comfortable with being the number three mm -hmm. i mean so is that lip service because let's face it I think we heard that lip service once before, didn't we? From another yeah, we did. guy? Yeah. Melvin. Melvin. Yeah. And then halfway through the season, I want out. I you know, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of I'm trying to sit and I'm better than this. Yeah, yes. it's over that got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a free agent right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean he could potentially be back on, but at the end of the day, I'm uh, I'm glad to see that we went ahead and sure that up. And I think Golson is going to go ahead and be that number three. I think he's at mm -hmm. his point in his career where he would like to stick around the NFL for a few more years. And he's okay with taking a back seat to, to a few younger kids. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think he's got I don't think he's got that that selfish mentality. And I think that's the one thing too that I don't think that we really realize the Steelers fans, we've kind of eliminated that me, 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 me attitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, from A B to Bell to Juju. I mean, if you're not about team, there's no I in it. They're going to bounce you. I, I agree with, I agree with you there on the first two. I don't agree with you on the Juju one. 
I don't think Juju was me, me, me. I do. Look, if he was me, 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 he wouldn't have came back for the playoff game. Yeah, but if you can't go ahead and put down your TikTok and you can't concentrate on football and you're putting your team in jeopardy because you want to build your brand, your brand, more than you want to do your team. And let's face it, here's another thing. If Juju doesn't have that, let's see. He's played for now. Are you ready for this? Two of the top three coaches in the NFL, and now he's going to be on the third top team coach. So Tomlin seen it, figured he was okay to go. Andy Reid felt that evidently his production wasn't good enough to make him a chief. And now Bill's going to take a crack at him. Now I got to hand it to the kid. You know, you've, you've definitely made it on, on the, the coaching highlight reel. But again, there's a reason why you're on your third team in your sixth year. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I think Kansas City's just trying to change that wide receiver room. I think that's why they let him go, because in all honesty, they didn't really have a lot of production from their wide receivers, as crazy as it sounds, because they won a Super Bowl. But I think they were on the verge of just changing that whole thing. And then is there any team in the NFL that is more wide receiver starved than the New England Patriots? Uh, Well, up until this year, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, but they had some good ones. They just couldn't stay healthy. The Patriots just literally didn't have any good wide receivers whatsoever. Hollywood Brown didn't get hurt. Yeah, he got traded. Right. (laughs) They wore his ass out running sprints to the end zone on every play. Well, and they had Rashad Bateman, and he got hurt. Their first round pick. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when you look at the the overall, I'm not. I'm just taking kind of more of the the off the field things away when I talk about Juju, and it's more about the production that he does give on the football field when he's playing. Is more what I was referring to. Antonio Brown, you saw it on the field. He didn't get the ball. He's kicking water jugs, yelling at people. You know, more outward on the sidelines. Le'Veon Bell, the same way, kind of pouts. You know what I mean? I didn't see that in Juju. I didn't see that. Even when we went through that tough year and he wasn't getting as many targets, he wasn't out there pouting. He was still out there giving effort. I'll give you that. But either way, at the end of the day, if you look at what this team's done over the last course of the last couple of years, it's gotten rid of a lot of those attitudes. Well, yeah, you can throw Chase in, Claypool in that mix too. Right, and they've brought in players that really, really fit a mold. And I think that that's what they're looking for. Not only big, ferocious, aggressive, but fit a mold. And mm-hmm. one last thing going back to the outside linebackers is Quincy Roshi. I mean – I'm kind of excited to see what this kid's going to do. Yeah, but how many years are we going to say that? We didn't say it last year. Yeah, because he was on we a different team. 
And we didn't even get to say it the first year because if you remember, <laughs> we brought him in as a rookie, hoping to put him on the old practice squad, and he left. We never got to see him play. So what do you mean? How many years are we going to say this? <laughs> well, that would be. This would be the fourth year. <laughs> no, of, of some team saying I'm excited about Quincy Rookie. Dude, I mean, it might seem like four years, but he's only a two-year vet. This is his third year. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him on like for four years at least. Evidently, you were watching a lot of college games because. <laughs> Somebody we else must have the same name, maybe. I don't know. We only got to see him for one straight <laughs> one spring training. That's I just, it. I just what? Go ahead. Go ahead. But he's he hasn't just stuck where he's been. Do it again. The Giants gave him every opportunity to to play, and he didn't he didn't do anything. Uh, his his stats for what he did last year was not bad for the Giants. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's a Highsmith. I'm not saying that he's a T.J. Watt. But I'd have rather had him last year than Malik Reed. What are we going to do with him? Who? Malik. He's gone. Where have you Is been? He? Oh, thank goodness. Holy Oh, dude, I'm, dude, I'm so <laughs> – I've been so, so invested what? in the middle linebackers. I just kind of – I let the off the outside linebackers go because we're set there. We got our starters. They're going to stay on the field, stay healthy. Everybody else gonna, is there. They're, they're going. They're they're going to stay healthy. Now we just yeah. talked about health along the offensive line, along the wide receivers, and our outside linebackers are going to stay healthy. Were you not watching last season? Did he <laughs> not miss like five games? Yes, I know. I mean, but that was a fluke. It was a fluke. That, that was a fluke. Yeah. Okay. Look, it he is- already had one. Look, he had a pull accident already in the offseason. He came out unscathed. So that's a good sign. <laughs> that's a good sign. All yeah. right. In, in, in your feeble mind, that's a good sign. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 gonna go ahead and stick with that. I'm, Everybody I'm gonna- else is there to give the laundry guy something to do when we're not the playing. Laundry guy something to do. Okay. All right. Well. I guess when you when you look at o, OTAs, we still got what one more week of OTAs yet. Mm-hmm. And and do you think that Tomlin's going to go ahead and give these guys let these guys cut camp early, like a few other coaches around the NFL? No. Or do you think <laughs> he says no? No. No. This is still relatively a young football team. It's still one of the youngest teams in the league. Like yeah, there's there's some 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 how do I want to say this like some experiences that need to happen and some meshing that needs to happen because there's a lot of new guys in a lot of different places. So I think the more reps they get together will benefit them more in the long run. And and again, at the end of the day, it's about having that identity when we break when we break preseason and start in September, mm-hmm. we have to have that identity and we yeah. have to get it going. Well, and it's just like I tell my little leaguers practice like you play. The more you practice, you're going to play better during the regular season. 
There so you go. You start babying them now, you might as well be prepared to baby them the rest of the year. And you heard it here first, folks, right there from Coach Freight Train. That's right. Yep. All right. So what one more thing here that uh I, I definitely want to go ahead and talk about before we go ahead and call it a wraps to continue to watch how how uh OTAs kind of shake out before we uh break and uh go into training camp. We still have approximately $16 million left in cap space money. Now, you figure four of that has got to be going to the rookies yet. And we still have two that we haven't signed yet, right? We still haven't mm-hmm. signed still haven't signed Broderick. Broderick's yeah. not been signed. And uh, I don't Joey. believe Joey's been signed yeah. yet. They're two, the two top picks. Two top picks have not been signed yet. Mm-hmm. Now, Broderick, I'm sure he's probably holding out for that big left tackle money. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. 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 He, he he wants that big left tackle money. Joey, I think, is basically going to be caught in that twilight zone. And he can thank Broderick Jones for that because it's going to be more or less, okay, here's what we had to pay Broderick. Joey, you're home. Here's the discount. Right. It's, yeah. It's what it's what we got left, brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we'll we'll throw dad's uh, dad a sweet for every home game, but you're not getting top money. You're getting you're getting the breadcrumbs. Right, right. Because remember, you were a second round pick. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but but that is kind of exciting because you know we're going to go ahead and we're probably we're probably going to at least try to s- stay right there around that 5 6 million dollar frame as far as just for emergencies. Mm-hmm. So there still might be one more move left for Omar. Other than that, is there anything exciting for the OTAs that you wanted to say? Or would you like to give our fans, before you answer that question, give us a plug. We haven't had one advertisement yet today, <laughs> Frank Train. I know you're just dying so, to belt it out there. So why don't you go ahead and belt us out a plug so our listeners can fall asleep on this plug. And then at the end of, at the end of it, you break right into one of the things you want to talk about. Okay, all right, because there is one thing we didn't bring up that you mentioned at the top of the show that we need to talk about, but I will go ahead so and give us the plug. You're paying attention? Yes, I've been paying attention. Okay, yeah. well, give us the plug then. Okay, all right. Guys, <clears throat> the Steelers Realm is brought to you by Builder Bros Construction. And let me tell you a little bit about Builder Bros Construction. They are a company with a vision to help those in need after Mother Nature creates havoc on your home. Do you have missing shingles? Do you have missing or damaged siding? Has water damaged the inside of your home as a result? Do you feel intimidated or bullied by the insurance companies and not sure how to or if you should file a claim? Builder Bros is there to help you turn your home back into everything you've ever dreamed of. So Builder Bros has insurance claim specialists that work both for you and your insurance provider to help file your storm damage claim and maximize your policy to save you thousands of dollars. And yes, I said thousands of dollars. 
What are you going to do? Contact Builder Bros today and sit back and let them do the dirty work for you. To reach a specialist near you, go to builderbros.org. Don't get shingled out by your insurance, folks. Builderbros.org. And I will tell you this. I know kind of some of us, you know, on the northeast side of the of the state and the country are going through a little bit of a drought right now. I will tell you this. Builder Bros specialists are driving all over the states to look for damaged roofs and stuff. So you might have one show up at your home for you. And then you will go through the process, which is as painless as possible. So get a hold of them. Builderbros.org. All right, Mr. Freight Train. Very well spoken. I don't think I could have said it any better. I might just go out and look at my roof right now and make sure I ain't got no damage. Yeah. No, don't even do that. Go to builderbros.org and let them get on it. I don't need you falling off the roof, <laughs> getting hung up. Like, we all know that that's not for you now. You are at an age that you need to let somebody else get up there. Now I'm an old timer. Oh, you are an old timer. And speaking of old timers, uh-huh. this running back situation. Oh, we got running backs? Yeah, and some pretty dang oh, good right. ones. Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. That's right. I forgot all about that. That's what they're trying to turn it into. <laughs> you were you were close, but a little off. I was talking about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. All right. So, do you really think that we're going to get to see both of them in the backfield at the same time, or is this just – this is just something that we're playing around with an OTH just to see if there's a p- possibility of chemistry here. Well, why wouldn't you? You want to talk about surprising a defense? I mean, both of them hard runners. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll be hard-pressed if there's another running back in the league that hits the hole with more tenacity and fire than Jalen Warren. He was like a bowling ball that was on fire running through that line last year and making plays and in the passing game. And this isn't unprecedented in the NFL of doing this. The Cleveland Browns have done it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, Minnesota has done it with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. So this isn't something that is new to the NFL but it's definitely something that kind of gets the defense on their heels. Or you can even use it as kind of a diversion. Like, okay, they got both their running backs out here. This is a run play. And then, boom, you hit one of the 14 wide receivers that we have on this team. And, boom, splash, splash play. Wait a second. Wait a second. I got to do my math now. 14 wide receivers two running backs and a quarterback. That's like <laughs> 22 players on the offensive side of the ball. Who the hell's blocking? <laughs> Take a pick. Take a pick. Okay, Take I just pick. wanted to make sure I got my math straight. Yeah. You know, my eighth grade education over here. <laughs> Speaking of Amish. <laughs> exactly. See, I, I knew you'd pick that up. <laughs> 
No, look, I've said it for years. I, I think we've had a couple of uh, tandems throughout the years that I would have loved to see them line up in the backfield together. And there's a part of me that says, can that really old school mentality work in today's, you know, pass heavy shotgun, I formation, or I'm sorry, single back formation work today? Because we don't really see a lot of quarterbacks take a snap underneath center anymore. No. I mean, we really don't. Most of it is all, you know, lined shotgun. up in the shotgun. Mm-hmm. You got it. Now, we've got some bigs on that front line now. I mean, could you imagine if we have both of them in the backfield, plus we go ahead and we bring in Pat, and we have uh, Washington, Mount Washington on the other side with that Here offensive line? Oh, Here we go. Man. Every single time I oh, on this man. show, you have to just oh, sneak man. in a Washington reference. Every oh, dang man. show, every we can't go one episode of the Steelers realm without you bringing up Darnell Washington. <laughs> but no, I and honestly, TA, you know, you're kind of you were referring to them as kind of like that Franco and Rocky combination well look at that offense in the 70s you had them in the backfield together look at their look at john stallworth and lynn swan and look at the wide receivers we have now we have those big wide receivers with some speed it's the same formula it it it, it, it's eerily there's a lot of similarities there freight train i am not going to discount that whatsoever there are a lot of similarities to that 70s team to this team that we put together today with the mentality of these players we've brought in so it's going to be interesting it's definitely going to be interesting so other than that freight train do you got anything else I, I don't think though. I, I I think we pretty much covered our bases. We cover our bases. Unless you got to, something else in the we're, we're, bag we're of tricks that baseball. you have. Well, look, <laughs> I, I I do gotta since since we brought up Bell and the AB, I, I do gotta talk about this. Did you see where Bell came out and said he got stoned before games? <sighs> I didn't. Smoking the old These guys just in. like to hear themselves themselves talk and stay relevant somehow. Yeah, I and I don't know why they just can't go away. And then AB, look, he's figured out how to even steal more money now because all he's got to say, "Hey, New York, I'm going to play," and you get an extra two thousand fans coming into your stands and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't get the paperwork submitted in time. Maybe next game." I mean, what's he running over there? The WWE? I I just I, I know. Mean, Bubba, are you over there coaching AB? What, what are we doing? He's got to. Yeah, he's got to be. Yep. Yeah, AB is his new wrestling prodigy, maybe, or he's going to be running it for with him. It, it could. It could be. Love you, Bubba. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Steelers Nation sports fans. Thank you for joining in. Like us, hate us, thumbs up us, thumbs down us. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. And until then, have a good evening. Until next week. 
Steelers Nation, just because TA loves it when I throw plugs out, make sure you head over to Steelers Nation 724, and that's where you can really put in, if you love us, hate us, want more, give us some guest ideas, see who you want. You know, let's see who you guys want us to try to get on the show. But until then, I love you guys. Thanks for coming on this ride. Sayonara. Check back next week into the Steelers realm 